Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's at the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And good afternoon. Welcome into Sports Lounge Live. It is Tuesday, July or uh, June 21st. <laughs> Get a little bit ahead of myself, but it's June 21st. But when it's about 100 degrees, you can understand why someone would do that. But uh, this is show number 200. So yep, yep. we uh, want to congratulate ourselves for show number 200. And we do have a busy show today, Chris. So why don't you we do. tell us what's coming up? We do. Okay. Well, happy summer, everybody. It, uh, I don't think Rick or I would think it's necessarily summer. It feels like uh, fall, but it that's okay. It feels great. Yes, it does. But it's uh, like 70, 75 degrees and dry. And, you know, we're not complaining at all. So I, anyway, would, ta- so I would take that, Chris. If you want to send it here, I yeah, would take that. Yeah, really. And I uh, hope everybody had a nice Father's Day weekend and, and so forth. Um, so with the agenda here, we will do our panel, go through and have everybody say what's going on in their area and what they're interested in. Uh, in, in the uh, panel, I'm going to talk a little bit about soccer, the, uh, the, uh, world cup coming up this year. And also in 26, a little information about those we're going to have, um, we don't have any NASCAR this week. They didn't race, but Robert is going to talk about boxing in his panel. And Perry's going to talk about a recent death that we found out about in, in the world of college basketball. Well, pro too, but he's more known for college. Somebody who's only 26 years old. So that's a 25. sad story. 25? 25. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, for my panel, the soccer I wanted to talk to you about is the World Cup will start uh, November 21st in Qatar, or Qatar, I guess. We have a pitcher named Cutter Crawford. I don't think they're related. Anyway, um, so the uh, United States is going to be in a group, and they'll be playing Wales on the 21st of November, England on the 25th of November, and Iran on the 29th of November. And there are eight groups that you go to, four, eight groups of four that are in the tournament. And then, of course, you win your group, and then you go on into the next round. And in the, yeah. it's going to be in North top America. Two team, top two teams from each group go on. From to each group go on, and 16. Then, yeah. And then I think it's single yeah. elimination after that. Yeah. After and then, that, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the in it's going to come to North America in 2026. And it's going to be in 11 U.S. cities, three Canadian cities and two Mexican cities. And it's going to be uh, one of the places will be here in Foxborough. There, we're going to have a game or two. Yeah. So that'll Houston. be kind of nice. We had some in 94. I remember Rick and I were at the ACB convention in Chicago watching a game in Foxborough from Chicago. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Uh, now, so, I think the Mexican okay. and Canadian are just they're cool play cities, but they'll be all in the U.S. cities by the time they get to elimination round. I think. Okay. 
And the um, I, uh, we'll get to the Celtics later. It was a disappointing thing, but they're set up for probably a good future. We'll talk about all that. And, you know, of course, Robert and I and Rick, uh, who followed the series very closely. But I do want to talk about the Red Sox and talk about what the, they're, they've won 14 of 18 games going into right now. They're 27 and 12 since that famous May 10th day that we talk about. I went through and figured out the series, and the key is to win series. They've won eight, lost one, and tied two. Who they lose the series to? The Orioles. Well, you know, that's that baseball for you. But basically in the American League, and we'll get into this a little more with the t- figures, you you pretty much know, unless something really changes, your postseason, you got seven teams the, for the for the sixth postseason spot. The two in the central, Cleveland and, and Minnesota, four in the east and Houston in the west. And they, they six of those seven should be in the postseason, barring, you know, some, some things can change. White Sox could get, come up, Cleveland could go down, those kinds of things. But that's basically the way it is. It's kind of uh, somewhat cut and dry. They'll be jockeying for position, but it's going to be kind of a strange series season in the American League. It'll be a little like the NHL East this year that we kept talking about. It was kind of locked in, whereas the NBA was jumping, people jumping from 11th to 7th and down to 10th the next day. You know, we had a crazy uh, ride in the in the NBA, but in, in the hockey, it was kind of uh, settled in the East. So that's kind of what we're looking at the American League. But anyway, we'll move on to our host still to be named, and that's Rick Swan. Hello. Uh, first, I want to congratulate Bill and Perry for their prediction on the NBA Finals. They nailed it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey, I forgot to mention that, Bill, right off the top. We should we should have done that right off the top. And like Chris said, it doesn't are, happen well, very we, often, so we have to take advantage of it. Yeah. We are having some of the best weather I can remember. That you know, I'd like to see this all year. This is great. Um, one thing I want to bring up, an observation, and I don't know if you guys may disagree with me or not, but you know, we were we were so desperate for sports after COVID. But looking back so far, we're almost at halfway through the year here, and I think it's been a pretty lousy sports year. I mean, we started off great with the NFL playoff. They were some of the best I've ever seen. Yep, and yep. the Super Bowl was pretty good. But then we had March Madness, and I, we talked before about, you know, we had a couple of Cinderella teams, but we didn't have any buzzer beaters. It wasn't the usual tournament. No, not and really. The, the NBA finals, most of yeah, not finals, the NBA playoffs, most of it was was pretty lousy. Basketball was boring, and even the NHL that that usually has great playoffs, they've had a few good games. I thought the Tampa Bay Rangers series was great, but you know we're three games in the finals here, and we've had a four goal game and a seven goal game. It's it's just not like it usually is. And almost halfway to the baseball season, and like Chris was talking about the American League, we've got two of the divisions where the where the first place team has a ten and a twelve game lead. You know, so I mean, it, we got a long way to go. It could get better, but so far, I think it's it's been pretty boring. Um, that's about all I have. With somebody who's never boring, let's go to Perry. Well, um, in, at least you guys have baseball that you can pay attention to. Some of us, uh, Cup fans and uh, Bills Reds and, and teams like that, the baseball season is effectively over. I mean, really, you can listen to the games and whatever, but you know your team is not going anywhere. But uh, we do want to mention the uh, passing of. Former Purdue basketball player Caleb Swanigan, he was um, a good college player. I don't think he did much in the NBA. He did play for the Sacramento Kings. So when you play for that team, nobody really knows you that well. But um, yeah. he was a he was a good player at Purdue. And then, you you, you know, who knows what happened there. But um, my uh, Cub complaint, boy, and there's lots of them. But the, I think the main a weekly one, Cub complaint, isn't yeah, that, Harry? The main, yeah, the main one is... Jed Hoyer said yesterday, the money will be there when the time is right. But now after he still, after two or three weeks, cannot tell us even when the projected time is. And I think fans, not only me, I think fans are starting to lose patience with him. Um, 
we were told you weren't going to have to go through these rebuilds and this and this. And, and like I say, the players, for the most part, the supposed stars and what, there's a couple at Iowa, but most of them are at South Bend and Myrtle Beach. Those are way, way down in high A and A. And uh, for my liking, that's a little far away from the big leagues. But uh, and uh, all is well in the College World Series. Ole Miss has won their two games, and that's your objective. The more that you win, the less pitching you have to go through. And their pitching is still looking pretty good going into tomorrow because whoever they play has to beat them twice for them to be to not make the finals. But uh, as I go to you, though, Bill, I think it is worth mentioning we did get the NBA Finals right. And like I said, we kind of take advantage of that because predictions don't oftentimes come to reality. And we did get this one right. That is far and few between. But hey, we did it. And I wouldn't have minded if it would have went to Game 7 because I thought both teams you know, played well in the series. And it just so happens that Golden State, at this point in time, were probably the better team. Now, next year, that may be all changed. So you just never know. And the guy from Purdue that passed away, Swanigan, he actually was an all-Big Ten player, and he was, was a good player in 2017, but... You know, when you go to Sacramento, things bad things seem to happen. It seems like the players the Pacers got from Sacramento are doing doing pretty well, and in Indiana may be a dead spot yeah, too, well, as far as that Bill, goes. Bill, uh, from somebody that lives around here and uh, and hears about what happens with that organization, as soon as a player leaves there, he becomes a much better player. I don't know. I don't know what the culture is of Sacramento. I don't know what happens because they've they've changed GMs, they've changed coaches, but nothing is ever they've they've never been able to get a, a foothold ever since Rick Adelman left as coach. Well, they've they don't give the, they don't give their coaches time enough to get a foothold. Right. But but in fairness, it sounds like this guy had some other issues going well, on. Oh, yeah, this guy had some other issues. Health, health, like health did, and other stuff too. Yeah. It had ballooned up to 600 pounds, and I don't care how old you are, that is a lot of weight to carry. It is. And, you know, he's 25. There was some issues when he was much younger, too. So, you know, who knows? And it's unfortunate, and it's tragic. New York Death may have a similar issue with Mackay Beckton, from what I keep hearing. Yeah. And the other thing is the Reds just keep right on consistently losing for the most part. Um, Like you said, the season's over. At least the Reds, you might have an anticipation of the Cubs spending some money. We know the Reds are not going to, so... We don't have any false expectations. Yeah. The know. bad thing, though, Bill, with the Cubs and the Reds, I mean, and, and when I say this, I'm not short, you know, short cutting the Pirates by any means, but the Cubs and the Reds should be better on most cases than the Pirates. Well, that's true, but and both of them are not. They're you know, not, and so well, other the Pirates than that, will do anything they can to get worse. So don't worry. Don't worry. They'll. Well, they'll they, they, the Pirates bought it, brought up a six foot seven shortstop, so we'll see how that goes. That's not very short. But no. before, oh, that's a tall stop. <laughs> before I turn it over, we are back in Southwest Florida, so we're 
back here. We'll check out the sports is not nearly as good. We do have the NBA draft along with a lot of ACB stuff coming up over the next week or two. So we'll see what the Pacers do. Their track record does not bode well for drafts. They're kind of like Sacramento. Things just seem to happen. Um, players who don't miss any time before they get here seem to be on the injured list a lot. So who knows? We'll see, though. All right, Robert, take it away. Thank you, Bill. Uh, yes, it's extremely hot here. We're underneath a heat advisory. It's supposed to be like 105, 106 today, and maybe 110 or 115 possibly tomorrow. So summer has definitely shown up in Northern California. Um, as, as far as boxing, two notes to pass along. Number one, Arthur Betterbeev has now won three of the four light heavyweight belts as he knocked out Joe Smith in the second round. And uh, Arthur, he's originally from Russia, but he's now a Canadian citizen who lives in Montreal. He's had 18 fights, 18 wins, 18 knockouts, and nobody's ever, nobody has ever gone the full distance with it. He always ends up putting people to sleep. So, um, and uh, we'll see if he gets the gets the fourth belt. Although it sounds like he may have to have a a mandatory title defense first. So we'll wait to see what happens. The second note, and this ties in with what we're going to talk about next. Saudi Arabia has put up two hundred million dollars for the Anthony Joshua Alexander Usyk rematch, which will be held on August the twentieth in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and. Uh, they put in the contract that whoever wins their whoever wins this fight has got to have their next title defense in Saudi Arabia, and they're going to double the uh, double the price. It'll be four hundred million dollars for the second fight. Whoever wins, so Saudi Arabia is not going to run out of money anytime soon. Let's go. I wish they throw West. some of it my way. Yeah. <laughs> for what I reason I don't know, but they can throw it my way. I agree. Uh, but uh, the problem is, do we want to take their money? That's the thing. Sean, go ahead. Probably Ro- probably Robert, as much money as we have, we probably yeah. would. Yeah. We give them money. Yeah. Give them money. Yeah. What are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. Anyway, but, go ahead, Sean. Well, it's a warm summer, first day of summer, by the way, full day of summer, longest day of the year, by the way, uh, June 21st. A warm day here. Uh, got a little bit of a glue smell because when they put the air conditioner in a couple weeks ago, they had to cut the, they had to cut a hole in the wall. So they came back yesterday, fixed it. I didn't know they were showing up yesterday. Came home and it was like, whoo, man, strong glue smell for whatever they used to fill in that hole in the wall. But they did it. You know, they didn't tell us they were coming. So, <laughs> but it's hey, it's nice and it's been nice and cool for the last couple weeks. And now we don't have a hole in the wall to worry about the cat trying to climb in. No. <laughs> But not a good weekend. Speaking of hole in the wall for Longhorns in Omaha, not a good weekend for them. Two and barbecue up there in Omaha. So, uh, you know, yeah. But I did watch a little bit of the U.S. Open, which we'll be talking about uh, later here in a minute. And But if you want to contact us anytime throughout the week, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, hit us up. Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595, option two, or 773-572-7715. Hit the pound key when you hear the greeting, or you can stop and listen to it because I got some WWE stuff over there about the whole, the stuff going on, and those of you that follow wrestling, you know what's going on with the whole Vince McMahon situation. I won't talk about that over here. You can listen over there to hear what's going on with that. But speaking of golf, we actually, before we get to the off-court drama, I'm sure we got some on-court, or on-the-course 
right. stuff to talk about with the U.S. That Open. Right so. here in Brookline, and uh, we are not, uh, Rick and I live are about 15, 20 miles away from there. It's not far at all. And, uh, you know, it, the weather that we keep talking about on this show was uh, prevailing all weekend. There was, I don't know if they got any rain. I guess they didn't have any rain delay. We had a bunch of rain. No, no, they there. didn't. On no, Tuesday, they had, they, they had rain, yeah. but they didn't have any yeah. delays. No yeah, delays. Well, they would have had delays for the rain that we got where I was on Tuesday, but that's uh, Friday, I mean. But anyway, so it was kind of cool, kind of windy, really nice, really comfortable for everybody. You know, maybe you needed a light jacket even, because especially in the morning. But Matt Fitzpatrick, the first title in America, he's from England. He's uh, he's uh, that's in the pros. He won an amateur at the country club in 2013. And Fitzpatrick is from Sheffield, England. He's the first. Uh, it's his first major, and he hit a big putt on the 18th hole from the 18th. Oh man, did he? 161 yards, and it put him up on the green, and he was able to two putt and still get a, his par. And uh, Will Zalatoris was and and uh, Scott uh, Scheffler were tied for second, one stroke behind him. And uh, and now this puts uh, uh, Fitzpatrick as, as the tenth golfer in the world. He's uh, 27. He's uh, 100. And then, as I said, it was a 161 shot uh, yard shot from the bunker. And then uh, Zalatoris went for a, a tying birdie and missed by two inches. Uh, or we could have had a playoff. And uh, Fitzpatrick has won seven in tournaments in Europe this year. So he's very hot over there. And uh, Zoe Torres was second at this year's uh, PGA. And uh, Jack Nicholas. Okay, so this is what happened. Fitzpatrick won, the, as I said, won the uh, tournament, the U.S. Amateur at uh, the Country Club in 13. Jack Nicholas is the only other guy to do, the only other male to do that. He won uh, in Pebble Beach for the 61 amateur and the uh, U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and, uh, and 73, I think it was. And yeah. 72, I'm sorry. And, 72, uh, 72. Yeah, 72. Uh, and let's see, only nine of 156 golfers were under par. I told you this was going to be a tough course, and it always is. And yeah. the fairways are, tend to be narrow, and especially the wind. It wasn't really gusty, but it, you knew when you went out that there was oh, a breeze. Oh, it was windy. It yeah. was a breeze. It wasn't gusty, but it was, there was definitely a breeze. And, you know, and Scotty Scheffler now. Scheffler is now, well, he's still the number one ranked golfer in the league and, and on the tour. And he's the leading, right now, he is the leading money winner. Scheffler is. Uh, uh-huh. He's made more money than, I forget how many golfers combined, just by him finishing there in second and everything. He's So, he, you know, and uh, in fact, it was the third golfer from England to win since uh, uh, 1925. Tony, because uh, remember, the British used to dominate golf early. Uh, yeah. Tony Jacklin won it in 70, and uh, Justin Rose won it in 2013. And uh, so that that uh, is the story on that. Everybody raved about the country club. Everything went well. No no glitches. And they would like to see if they could get a regular spot on the tour. And that doesn't preclude you from getting a U.S. Open. You know, you just uh, look at Pebble Beach. They no. get U.S. Opens, and they're on the tour every yeah. year. So yeah. you know, people liked it. So it may be uh, that uh, we'll see more golf here uh, in the future on a regular basis. But of course, a nice Father's Day. The, the Open is one of those things. We just didn't have a basketball game to go with it, which we wanted here, but uh, we didn't get that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But there's more to the live golf and more craziness going on with with the PGA and live I guess Sean yes okay so far the biggest name to sign with live golf Brooks Kepka announced that he will sign uh with with the uh live golf now Colin Morikawa there were reports that he was going to sign he says no he's staying with PGA and there was you know but yeah Brooks Kepka of course going into 21 he was the number one golfer in the world now he hasn't done very well the last year or so, but you know he's been a U.S. Open winner recently, uh, and this explains why 
last week he was very like people would ask about the uh you know oh you're gonna go to the live tour he's like i'm not gonna talk about that don't ask me about that i'm concentrating on the oh you know he was very defensive but looking into it it makes me think and his brother's already on the tour remember their next tournament is next thursday friday and saturday in portland their next live golf and portland oregon and the yeah portland oregon okay yeah yeah because that's out do you think that Kepka was waiting to see what kind of reception Bill Nicholson got, which was pretty positive? Yeah, well, I, he, he could have. He could have, I think. I think that could have been it. I, I also think maybe he was waiting to see how he did in the open and maybe the uh, offer might yeah. go up, you know, the amount of money. It could have been a little combination, a little combination of both. And I think he's just. You know, I think he's looking at it now. Like, you had another guy, Abraham Answer, who he's from El Paso. He signed, but it really sounded like for him, it's more of a business decision because, you know, he said, I, re- I want to thank PGA Tour, but I'm doing this. He goes, because this money will help better the game of golf in my home country of Mexico. But Kefka and, you know, now you got Kefka and Bryson DeChambeau, the big rivalry over there on the Live Tour. And the fact that right now, as long as they're qualified, the majors are all still letting them. The only one which is not really a major, but it almost is the Players Championship is the only one that the PGA Tour controls because PGA of America controls the PGA Championship and, of course, USGA and the R- Royal National Association and, and, and the in the Masters. Had, and the Masters hasn't come out and said what they're going to do yet. No, but they all they all do that, and they, they control theirs. And some of them, the U.S. Open said, the main reason they haven't looked at them for points is because it's only a 54. These are only 54 whole tournaments, but by playing in the, in the U S open or in the different majors, you get points as long as you're at 60 points, you can play in the U S open. And I think the British open is very similar with 60 points, either 60 or 70. It's something similar in England. And remember with the U S open, there are several qualifiers throughout the year that you can go play in to actually qualify Mm -hmm. for tournaments. So, yeah, but and but the live, are those PGA so, tournaments because once you hit the uh, ball those are P, those live, are yeah those are PGA you're not tournaments allowed to play in PGA tournaments right not this year they're suspending them for this year but like I said some of these guys that are on the live tour they played in the U.S. Open so they've qualified yeah, the, yeah. even by making the cut they've qualified for next year to be able to play so by doing that but and someone on a NASCAR show brought this up it's very similar how in the nineties. When you had the IndyCar, you know, remember IndyCar, and then they split. You had Indy and you had the kart racing, and it kind of, dim, you know, diminished the popularity the popularity of the IndyCar, and NASCAR just came along, and, you know, where PGA was kind of on a high, and they knew this was coming for a while, and the PGA's got a lot of their own issues. Your name, image, and likeness, you have to go ask permission. They'll sometimes give it to you, depending on who you are, but to do something, you have to ask permission to do your own, put your own name on a media site or on certain stuff. You have to get permission for the league, even though you're an independent contractor. And they knew this was coming. Now the reports are the PGA is talking about to try and keep players. And this is what they should have been done because a lot of players are underpaid. They're talking about a three tournament, $25 million purse with the top 60 ranked golfers in the world. So we'll see. Where it comes out of that, we won't hear too much, I'm sure, on Live until well next week. We'll hear for Port in Portland. We'll hear about some of it, and then of course 
as the British Open comes, we'll hear more. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, on well, other stuff, I guess. Transitioning to the NBA and using a little golf thing. Uh, we are known for having wise guys around here. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh. so apparently uh, when Phil Mickelson was getting ready to tee off and everybody knows about his gambling debt, somebody yells out to him, hey, Phil, Celtics favored by three and a half tonight. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard it. <laughs> well, Phil would have lost if he'd taken the Celtics. That's right. So, yep. Anyway, but he didn't uh, need anyway. to lose anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so he probably did bet on the Celtics. Born loser. Um, final yeah. score, you know, Golden State beat the Celtics, of course, four games to two, 103 to 90 in the in the uh, the final game. And, of course, it was three to two when, when we were here last week. Uh, Celtics got off to a pretty quick start, about 14 to two lead. Uh, then they were up by six uh, early in the second quarter, and the Warriors got uh, 21 in a row, and that put the Celtics down by 15. And that was the longest uh, streak. I know the Celtics did 20 in a row in the last game of the finals in 65 when they beat the Lakers, but this was the longest streak, at least in the 50 years they've been keeping track of it. So that that was basically it. The Celtics got, you know, uh, got to within eight, at, uh, you know, would cut it down. The Warriors go go back up. They got to within eight. So the Warriors may be the third. We always talk about the Celtics and Lakers tied for first, and they are the 17 championship. I think the Warriors are third from they what I can third. figure out. They are third now, Chris, with seven. Yeah, they got seven because we, were, we had a, whole, a little history lesson in our group this week about the uh, BAA Basketball Association America and the NBL National Basketball League. They were the uh, when the NBA was formed out of those two leagues. But the Warriors, I think they were probably in the BAA because that's where the Celtics. I think the Celtics, Knicks, and Warriors and probably yeah. Syracuse are always together. So the Warriors won it in '47 there. Then they won in '56 in Philadelphia. Then '75, and then in the current era, '15, '17, '18, and '22. So you know the Bulls have six, and the Spurs have five, and whatever. And so the Warriors look like they're, they're third. So um, and uh, the question up here is, will Tatum become Tuka Tatum? That was uh, somebody mentioned that on, on a talk show because every, everybody thinks of Tuka now as, as a choker because he lost that seventh or people blame him for the loss of the seventh game in 2019. Of course, the Bruins never got back to the finals while Tuka Rath was here. Also, um, you know, being unavailable for that uh, big game that they needed to win to get in the playoffs in 2016. You know, Tatum had a great playoff run up until that series. And whether it was defense on him or nerves or whatever, but, you know, you look at people that didn't make it early on. Look at look at uh, Isaiah Thomas. Celtics kept stopping the Pistons and stopping the Pistons. The final, finally, the Pistons beat the Celtics. Then they went in and they lost to the Lakers, but then they did win their two championships. In the meantime, right behind the Pistons came Michael and the Bulls, and the Pistons kept beating them a couple of times. Finally, Michael uh, got in there and got his championship. So, you know, the guy is uh, 27 years old. It's still early, and so we'll have to see what happens. But, you know. Young nucleus. Very it young is. nucleus on this team. It is. The, yeah. the oldest guy on your team is Al Horford. He's yes. 36. But beyond yes. that, yeah. everybody else is young. That's right. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Now, there's a lot of talk about smart around here, too. Uh, people are thinking maybe they should get the best value for him now, uh, what, you know, and they don't know what they'll spend. You know, are, are you going to if you were to bring in like Robert, you were talking about uh, bringing in a veteran point guard that it was, uh, I, you know, anybody because no. you know, you know, the way the offense was kind of structured, whoever got the ball would create a play Tatum or Brown or, or smart or whoever. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, maybe you need a, a regular point guard like you had when you, you know, at Rondo or whoever you have. Right. But the thing is, can you you can't I don't think and Rick can you know, see what he thinks because he knows enough about this, what goes on around here. I don't know that you can bring in a regular point guard and say this is going to these guys run around our team and keep smart. I don't think he put up with it. Uh, no, so. you need you need a veteran floor leader that can uh, 
that A, learns the coach's offense and knows where to put the right players and knows how to get the, the ball to the right players in the right spot. That's why I firmly believe after watching the series, and I'm not a Celtic fan, but I firmly believe that is a major weakness. Now, you guys are in Boston. If, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion. Well, it, you, you know, the thing is, Smart is not – He's not a scorer. You know, what you'd really like is a point guard, guard who can score more than Marcus can. And the problem is, like, if, if they had ever lost that seventh game against um, Miami after he took three threes at the end and missed them all. And, you know, and he, he's hit th- important threes, too. It's not like he never does. But he he just kept getting the ball and throwing up the threes. And people would have said, where's Tatum? Where's Brown? Where's Horford? You know, yeah. uh, because they're they're threat, too, out there. So yeah. it's not that Marcus can't score, but he he's he's your 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 best i don't know how you word your best blessing and your biggest curse he's going to take responsibility he's going to take control and tatum and brown are like paul pierce paul pierce was not a leader he never stepped up and really took control of the team and who took control of the team was kevin garnett so if you can trade you know have a kevin garnett style point guard that you can bring in here who will want to work with tatum and brown because tatum and brown are the nucleus and tatum and brown are good players and if you're smart you'll work with them I mean, there's nothing wrong with tatum and brown i think tatum will get it back together brown had a pretty good series but you need to get somebody who would come in here and be the kevin garnett to the brown and tatum pearson allen kind of thing and, and well the one the one guy i can think of but unfortunately i don't think he's available that would be perfect for boston would be damian lillard Damian yeah no lillard. he's he doesn't no, want to leave Portland. No, I I know I know that, but that's the kind of player. Right. Needs, yeah. You know. Right. Now, Rick, but again, to get him, you'd, you'd be trading smart anyway. You know, yeah. to to get whoever this would be if you're going to do that. But yeah. people are looking now. People do you know, the last thing they remember, and I'm not blaming everything on Smart either because he did a lot of wonderful things too during the yeah. playoffs and during the run from the middle of January. You know, you know, from 11th place. I mean, you wouldn't be there without Marcus Smart, that's for sure. Right. The other thing that was in the Globe the other day is, well, Robert Williams can be a really good defensive force, and maybe you don't need Smart as much. Derek White can do some of the things Mark can do too. He just got yeah. really cold. The yeah. whole bench was terrible. You right. know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pritchard Y'all can and, keep and White. Derek White. And uh, Y'all can have him. Yeah, well, no, I, I, he did some good things, too, especially in the early part of the series he was. But they, they lost Not here, it. he didn't. You know, well, he did him, did him here. He was, he was helpful here. So I think people can deal with, but they're not going to necessarily, he might be the sixth or seventh man, because you, you still need that point. You know, you, you need to kind of trade smart, maybe, yeah. maybe, and but you got to get something for him like Lillard or like, uh, because this is when the trade smart, he's just been on a title, you know, a, a, the final team and, and all that kind of stuff. So, Rick, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, for just a just a couple of um, statistics on uh, Tatum in the playoffs, he um he shot under thirty two percent in the finals for, for from two point land, which yes. was the worst for anybody who's taking seventy five shots, the worst that anybody's done in the NBA in like sixty five years. He also yeah. smashed the record for turnovers in a playoff season. He had over a hundred, but he's it's his first final, and yeah. you know I heard today, and, and I, I I guess I believe it, but I heard today that um that Larry Bird's first final, he had two games where he only scored eight points in each game. So you know he's young. Um, that I think the the offense yeah. needs a basic uh, retool. You know, it's smart, smart. Well, Tatum and Smart both they do the same thing. They'll drive to the hoop, but they'll always pass it out to the for a three point shot. And I think Golden State realizes that the threat of them actually finishing at the hoop wasn't there, so they were watching for the pass. You know? um, it, yes, and that's it, too bad because they were the bigger team. You would think that they'd be able to before. do that. They had the size in the series. They should have been taken it to the hoop. The only, just the only one who was doing it in the sixth game was Al Horford. Everybody yeah. else was, the, um, you know, he threw up a couple three too, but he was driving to the basket. His first option was go to the basket, and he scored a lot that way. 
And the big rumor, and you know, <coughs> we've heard this a whole before in the last couple of years, but it's back now because of his friendship with, with Tatum. Is they're talking about Bradley Beal again, but mm-hmm. I guess they're saying there would have to be a a sign and trade, and it would probably involve Smart and and Robert Williams. Now uh, Beal is a point guard, but I don't know if he's the type of point guard yeah, I'm I, thinking of. No, me either. You yeah. Know. Yeah. You know. Well, anyway, so Steph Curry won the MVP, uh, and then uh, let's see, um, let's see. The big turning point, of course, was caused by Steph Curry in Game Four because the Celtics were up by about six with about five minutes to go in Game Four, and you know they were up two to one in the series. You know, you win that game, you're three to one. Chances are, you know, ninety percent you're going to win the series, and uh, Steph went crazy, and that was really the the turning point of the the the, the whole thing. And yep. then. Uh, uh, Poole and Wiggins and Green were very good, especially in the sixth game. And, um, and you know, this is the first one that they've won this era without Kevin Durant, the Warriors. No, actually, actually, it's the second, Chris. Uh, oh, really? They, they won in 2015 without Kevin Durant. He wasn't there yet? Okay. No. No, okay. not yet. He was still right. Oklahoma City. Okay. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, we beat Kevin Durant and Oklahoma City to get to the finals. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, so they yep. beat Durant this year, too. Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. good. Uh, there you go. Okay. Too many turnovers, not enough rebounds, as, as we were talking about, uh, not strong enough to the basket. And, you know, they, Max was saying through the whole series, you know, you got to take the ball harder in there. They, they'd go up and they'd be more tentative than they needed to, to be. And uh, But the contenders are next year. I mean, they're going to be a contender, of course. I and mean, then so is Milwaukee. Giannis is still there. Miami's still going to have uh, Butler. you got Philadelphia with uh, Embiid. And if they can get something out of Harden, you never know. Uh, Chicago's going to get better. Chicago yeah, should well, get better. The, they they were all banged up. Brooklyn, the, Brooklyn the, is going to have Durant no matter what happens with Kyrie. Right. So and what were you going to say, Robert? All, well, Brooklyn is also going to have Ben Simmons. That'll be interesting to see how that. <laughs> well, let's out. see. Yeah. <laughs> if he if he uh, plays. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. He may six hundred pounds by the time next year rolls around yeah, too. For all we know. Uh, yeah, and as far as the Warriors, they're actually going to be a little better because remember their entire. For the entire year, they didn't have James Wiseman, and of course, they drafted yep. him to be, to be their big center. And of course, that's all a size issue because he's seven foot one. So, uh, okay, and you'll probably, you'll probably see Kavon Looney uh, come off the bench if that's the case. And as it, far as but they might lose the Warriors, too, to, you said though. Right? Well, they, it's the they, Warriors to lose. It's the Warriors uh, conference to lose next year, I think. Well, actually, yeah. oh, Memphis is coming. Memphis is I, coming. I think, Utah with a different think, coach, they might be a little better. Uh, Minnesota, I don't know. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's going to be improved. I don't know if they can qu- quite there. Maybe another year or two. And um, well, Minnesota's going to be better, and so and Phoenix will come back. They're they're not going to. Yeah. Go there was back. a story, and we never got confirmation on it, but there was a story that Sean Grandy uh, mentioned on one of the pregames about maybe uh, uh, Arizona, uh, Phoenix had a problem with COVID at the end of that series because they died uh, like they did. That they yeah. went right down. Well, the and and you figure Dallas will be pretty good again. Yep. Yep. That's right. And yep. uh, and uh, besides, the only thing, the only, the only problem Phoenix is going to have to fix is uh, what do they do with Andre Ayton because he's a restricted free agent. So uh, yeah, they, they could lose him. Chicago could lose uh, Zach Levine. I don't know if they're going to try do whatever they can to keep him or they're going to let it go. Uh, you know, and they would certainly they would certainly like to keep him if they can. Yeah. yeah, they and, want to keep him. And of course, okay. with, the, with the draft being Thursday night, you might see some draft day trades. That's right. And I suppose so, that's yeah. a that's a good place to go now is to the draft because that is Thursday night. Yeah. And does it, who, Sean, do you know who's got the number one 
That's New Orleans. Uh, or, or yeah, New Orleans. Orlando. Has, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando has number one. Orlando, Orlando has yeah. number one. I know the Spurs have nine, twenty, and twenty-five, yeah, and there's um, talk of them trying to trade up into the top three or four. Which is, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have my list with me that I read when we, uh, you know, did it a few yeah, weeks ago. I think but Orlando has number one. I know Detroit's I, in the top five. I think. I want to uh, say. I want to. I, I, I think Detroit's like five. Detroit's and, five. And if you believe what you hear, it is not. It's not a terribly, terribly deep draft this year. No, it's not. But, but you, there are good players in this draft. If you if, yeah. if you can find them, there are there are out there. There's no, good I'm, players. There's I'm, not that standout. There's not there's not those standout players. But there's there's some good players that can help the right team, like in Indiana, depending on where they get and who they you know a team like Indiana or San Antonio or some of these uh, that can get some. You know, a couple so of key go, players. Go with what Rick was talking about. No game in this finals was closer than 10 points. No. Uh, so no. that was no no uh, big uh, buzzer beaters or anything like that. Steve, Steve Kerr has won his championship in uh, four decades, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, nine, Chicago in 96, and, 98, San Antonio in yep. 99 and 03, right. and then Golden State in 15, 17, 18, and 22. So that's, that's right. pretty cool. Nine, and then, he's got nine rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's see uh, what else we got here. Uh, uh Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, oh. Kenny Atkinson is no longer. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to yeah. stay in Golden State. So Charlotte's job is now reopened because he never yeah. did sign the contract. Yeah, because so my, and he's been my promoted to be the number one. He's the number one assistant now, which makes me wonder. You know, Steve Kerr's had some health issues, some back issues, and he's yep. is Steve Kerr in the next year or two possibly going to hang it up? And it's one of those guarantees, like, hey, Kenny, stay here. You can eventually have the job very similar to kind of like what was going to be promised to Becky Hammond if Popovich left, but Popovich kept staying after his wife died, you know, kind of similar to what the rumor was that Becky Hammond and maybe Kenny Atkinson looked at it and said, Hmm, do I really want to go to this train wreck known as the Charlotte Hornet? Or I can stay here, get a promotion, be the number one assistant. And then if Steve Kerr does stay, maybe a better job might come open down the line in a year or two. Okay, yeah. Dallas traded four uh, bench players and a first rounder to Houston for Christian Woods. So uh, I don't know if he's any. I mean, he's been a project. He did okay with Detroit. You know, he came through the G League. He, you know, he was really sought after, but there was some uh, issues as far as his, uh, you know, willingness. You know, was he soft when he first came in? But when in Detroit, you know, and he did well with what's his name with Casey. Uh, and then he went to Houston, Dwayne Casey, then he went to Houston and did okay one year. And then, of course, last year he was there and they were tanking. But is he really any better than Christoph Gorzingas? That's what I, is that really? I mean, he's a 6'10 guy. Is that really going to help you doubt? That's what I look I, at. You I, know, is I, it really any better? If it would have been me, I would have kept Gorzingas. Well, they still have Gorzingas, but now no, Gorzingas has been injury prone. No, they traded him to Washington last year. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. They did trade him to Washington. So it, big, but basically, yeah, they got big, rid of him. Big so. retirement in basketball. Sue Bird retired uh, yeah. from the WNBA. 21 seasons. Four championships. Uh, she's uh, 41 years old, uh, so she's up in uh, Kareem and uh, Tim Duncan company with that many years. Yeah, she's, uh, uh, she'll uh, be done at the end of the season. She won championships at UConn in 2000 and 2002, and then went to Seattle Storm. That's uh, her first pick in 02, and she's been there the whole time. And she won titles there in 04, 10, and 18, and uh, 2020, and then 12-time All-Star and uh, 
and assist leader, and she won all the gold medals from 04 through 20, and she's been on all those teams. Yep. So that's that's pretty amazing. And no relation to Larry Bird, by the way. There, there's no. been a question about that that no. some people ask her. She's related to Larry, not at all. Not no. at all. Okay. Anybody else got any uh, any NBA just, before we just go to the one, hockey? Just one note. I saw on uh, last night. Apparently, um, <laughs> Brittany Griner was allowed to talk to her wife on their four-year wedding anniversary yesterday. So apparently there's been a little bit of communication, but um, mm-hmm. no, no, you know, no indication that she's going to be released anytime soon. So even the Russians have a heart, isn't yeah. it? Nice to know. Okay. Yeah. So especially for a gay couple, that's uh, not exactly their ideology. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. We have the Stanley cup finals going on and Colorado leads them uh, uh, two to two to one. Uh, Colorado beat Tampa Bay four to three in overtime. One of the few overtimes we've had in the playoffs this year. And then Colorado killed Tampa Bay seven, nothing in the second game in Colorado. But last night, Tampa Bay beat Colorado six to two. And uh, so what's been going on with these uh, goaltenders? Because you had Darcy Kemper and, and you've got this other guy, Pavel uh, Frensos. And uh, the thing is, who's who's the number one and who isn't for Colorado? Well, uh, uh, Darcy Kemper is supposed to be the number one, but he's been injury prone. So, And whenever Francis has played, he's done real well. Matter of fact, Francis is undefeated in the playoffs. So okay. if, I was, if I was Colorado coach, I think I'd be going with Francis. Uh, yeah, you know, until he proved he can lose. Yeah, you know? and they pulled Kemper last night because it was well. Yeah. It's the kind of game you pull. The guy gave up four goals in the second period, so yeah, that's kind of what you do and give him that's some rest, right. even if you're going to bring him back tomorrow. Right. But you know, so number game four will be in Tampa Bay. They and this is the pivotal game four. This is, I mean, they got here a different way, but this is what we talked about about in the Celtics series. When it's two to one and you got game four, you can take control of the series or you can be in a dogfight, and that's yeah. where yeah. you are. So if Tampa Bay can get this one, they're right back in it. You know the. I, they, I, I'm I'm still expecting a dogfight here. I I think um, yeah. I, I think Tampa Bay will win tomorrow night, and I think it's going to come down to the last three games. So. Okay, and then so we had some coaching uh, movement here. Bruce Cassidy was hired by Las Vegas, five years for four point five million. And what's interesting about this to me is the disparity in the contracts, Robert, in coaching. Because then next to him, I've got John Tortorella being hired for four years for $16 million with Philadelphia. Now, right. what is uh, on Tortorella's resume that is not on? Cassidy's brought a team to the Stanley Cup Finals, been in the playoffs every year he coached. What is Tortorella? And I'm, I'm not saying because I don't know. What has Tortorella done that gets him that much more money? Um, I, well, I um, number one, I think Philadelphia had to overpay to get somebody to take a job. Uh, let's face it, Philadelphia Flyers, as they're <clears> currently <throat> constructed, is not a very good situation. And I... I, I honestly think the ownership had to overpay to get him to come in. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, with the way John Tortorella coaches and with the way he grades on his players, I don't think he's going to be very successful. See the guy that was in Columbus a couple, three years ago? Yes. That where yes. he was? Yeah. Yes. I remember people talking about him and how, you know, he could really be oh, nasty to his players and stuff. Yeah. 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 So no, when he was he, playing the Bruins, yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, he's a longtime coach of the Rangers. And, and of course, he went to Vancouver and totally didn't work out there. He's very difficult to deal with, uh, you know, in the media. And I, you know, I don't know how he is with with individual players, but apparently he wears out his welcome. And yeah. I, I think I think Philadelphia had to overpay to get somebody to come in. That's and he hasn't won a cup, has he? Not to not no no he has not. Has so, he been to the finals like Bruce had? Uh yeah, uh, he was the coach I believe of the Rangers in 2014. Okay. Uh, so yes, they okay. lost in 2014. They did. Yeah. 
Okay, well, then they've done that. But, you know, just interesting, the, the disparity in, in the, you know, and he's been around longer. I get that, too. So you do yeah. get some for seniority, but just, just yeah, curious. Yeah, uh, 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 Torrell is in his 50s. I'm not sure. And I think Kathy's only 57. So Yeah, he's, he's not the super old. Yeah. And then uh, the, I, we didn't, Robert, you didn't know his first name, and I don't either. Dagenock went to Montreal from Vegas to, they're dumping it, some salary. Uh, it, it's a Russian, uh, it's a Russian name, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it'll, it'll be a good deal for Montreal. Montreal, and okay. this will help Vegas with their salary cap because Shea Weber, who Vegas got in return, uh, apparently he's got a career-ending injury. But since it's a guaranteed contract, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to put him on long-term injury reserve, and Vegas' insurance will actually pay him for the next four years, and this will clear up a lot of uh, Vegas' salary cap issues because okay. uh, when, when Bruce took the job, he, one of the things he said, he said, I realize that you have cap issues, but I, he said, I want you to keep the team together as much right. as possible. So no, I mean, why come if it's going to be a you know decimated? Yeah. So, yeah. so this is one of the ways that, that Vegas is going to be able to do that. Right. Well, that, so. that's good. Uh, Dallas hired Peter DeBoer uh, yep. to coach, uh, was with the Vegas in the past, in Vegas, San Jose, Florida, and New Jersey. That is correct. And Peter is a good coach. And I, I don't understand both in the San Jose situation and Vegas situation why both teams got rid of him so quickly. He's a very good coach. Uh, I, I think he'll. I think he'll. And he's been well the only coach Vegas had, so he took him to the finals against Washington that time, didn't he? Uh, no, uh, that was oh, no? That, that that was um, that was the Rangers coach Gerard Gallant. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah. See, I don't so, follow these. I'm a lot better on other sports following yeah. these coaches than I am. So, uh, but no, uh, Peter is a very good coach, and I, I think he'll do well in Dallas. And okay, course, Edmonton's uh, going to keep Jay Woodcroft for their coach yep, with they, a three-year they, deal. They, they find him to a three-year deal. And they went to the conference final, so that's, you know, not bad. No, and so, uh, uh, the, the jobs that are still open, Chicago, Florida, Detroit, um, I think those are the three major Boston. ones that are uh, – oh, in Boston, of course. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I keep hearing you guys, Jay Leach is probably going to be That's what I guy. heard, too, yeah. What is he, the Providence coach? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. It looks like that's the direction they're going to go in, and I don't, you know, you guys know more about that than I do. Well, Sully didn't know. have a parade. He'd be hired by now if Sully had a parade. But, yeah. You know, I, I don't. Parade. I don't think. I don't think the Boston people are going to be very happy with that. But, you know, Sully, I don't think Bruins fans are going to be. I think it's no, going to be for a rough year. I think. I yeah. think what's going to happen is you're going to say, "Hey, look at the Red Sox and Sully. They're they're doing good, and look at the Patriots and Bruins. Uh, ah, you know, that's what <laughs> I think you're going to start to hear around here." Yeah. So anyway, so that's it for the NHL that I know of. Yep, that's it. So wake up here. Yeah. Wake up here. It's time <laughs> for baseball. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. start with uh, with uh, college. Now, were you actually, yeah, that's right. We're going to do the other college thing in, in football. But all right, so baseball, yeah. College World Series, get going on that. Well, okay, so far well, today, I can okay. tell you So right now at the end of the sixth inning, it is A&M five, Notre Dame nothing. Notre Dame's pitchers are having trouble throwing strikes today. And they're really... Like Rick said, with most things, we haven't seen a lot of close competitive games in this college World Series either. No, no, not at all. No, because Texas, I mean, they got two and barbecued. Like I said, in both games were not close, going down to Notre Dame and then on Sunday to A&M. Stanford, I mean, Auburn-Stanford, well, not Auburn-Stanford, but the first game with Stanford started out okay, but then yesterday, you know, our auburn Auburn just kind of took care of them. I mean, it wasn't that close. And, yeah. you know, then in the other well, games, Ole Miss, you, you Arkansas know, Arkansas last night, that was close for four inning. And then Arkansas yeah. pitching, they had the same problems that they couldn't throw strikes either. 
As the and game Oklahoma, yeah, they dominated Notre Dame. Oklahoma did. They just didn't, you know. And how about how about this with Ole Miss? They were the I I knew they were one of the last teams to come. They were the sixty fourth team. They were picked for the tournament, and they're the only undefeated team in this College World Series. They have not lost a game in regional. Super regionals or anything. So now, now to correct A&M, one thing, to, to correct one thing, Sean, that we said last week, Texas A and M had not lost a game either coming into the College World Series. Yeah. but they had. They did lose on on uh, Friday. Yeah, they did lose Friday, and of course, Texas A and M. If they hold on, they're still the highest rated seeded, the highest seeded team left because they're a five seed, and Auburn's a fourteen because the others are all unseeded teams with Oklahoma. No, you know, well, Notre Dame's going home probably. Uh, you know, with all Arkansas, Ole Miss, and like and I said, they play tomorrow. Yeah, Auburn. I thought Auburn was a 14 seed. They were the, they hosted, I think, but I I can't remember. But A and M, Stanford, the number two overall seed, went home, and then of course they play the winners of yes, the well, they have to the winner of yesterday's Oklahoma elimination. Oklahoma gets the winner. It, Oklahoma gets the winner of this game, which is likely now A and M. And then and Ole that'll Miss, be the early game tomorrow. Yep. And then Ole Miss will get the late game tomorrow against the winner of Arkansas and Auburn, which and is at Auburn. seven Eastern tonight. And then if if Oklahoma and Ole Miss win, then there's no game on Thursday. If either one of the other teams wins, then there are there's going to be at least one game on Thursday, maybe two. No games on Friday. They're going to do the championships uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They moved it up. Used, the tournament used to start on Saturday, and now they moved it to Friday, and they put both of the winners bracket games tomorrow instead of you know on day because they wanted to have the championships on the weekends because a lot of people come into Omaha for that second weekend, and there's been several years where there were no games on Saturday, no games on Sunday because they were waiting until Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, I wonder if too. I wonder if the heat in Omaha though has had something to do with the pitching because. Overall, the, the the pitchers have not, except Oklahoma at all Miss, well, the pitchers have not thrown a lot of strikes. No, and uh, the Heat and this new, I mean, it's not new really anymore. It's been, what, since 14, but this ballpark is more of a hitter's ballpark. Like Texas had some trouble because East Carolina, their ballpark was designed very similar to the Texas ballpark than they get here. It's a different type of, you know, different type of park. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot more. and as I pointed out last week, a lot of you're you're seeing a lot more runs this year because of all the factors that have come in with the uh, six year players and the last two years you had the five round draft and the twenty round draft the last couple of years. So you're seeing all of that where a lot of your hitters are in college baseball. This is a year like no other year, really. Yeah, and it's you talk be a about big year for hitters for the draft, probably. Well, and you talk about a, a situation last night um, in the Ole Miss game. Uh, Calvin Harris, who is by trade, he's a catcher, but Ole Miss has Peyton Dunhurst, who is one of the top catchers in the country. Um, and so Calvin Harris agreed to play right field. And boy, did he have a game. He went three for four, a uh, couple of yep. doubles and, and all that. So and uh, apparently his he's from uh, Piasta, Iowa, which is up near Dubuque. And his parents uh, were able to get there to see the World Series. They were 
I was listening to the Ole Miss broadcast and they said, you can look down. They said his dad had a great big wide smile on yeah. his face. So, you know what? Those are the good stories you see too in the college world series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on, and on Friday before the college world series started, Ivan Melendez won the Dick Hauser award, which is uh, college baseball version of the Heisman. He plays for Texas, his nickname. Now, if he makes the, Major leagues, I wonder if he'll still have this. They call him the Hispanic Titanic because he sinks them. <laughs> That's what they call okay. They call him that. So remember that. The Hispanic, if he can I, keep I, it I, into I the major, if they let him. I don't think that'll, that'll work. If it doesn't bother yeah. him. I thought it, was a, I thought it was a Craig Way nickname, but they said no. That was something that they were giving him all the way back to high school. And yeah, I, I thought Craig Way came up with that. <laughs> yeah. and it's very, I would think it's very likely that if – as this goes on, that either a current or future SEC team is going to win this because basically, uh, that's, yeah, that's all that's left. And yep. I, th- I think that's you would, good. yeah, I think you would say that it is likely that Oklahoma and Ole Miss probably meet in the final because they have to. They both for them not to, they both they would have to be beat twice, and that is, yeah, and I probably not too. Oh, you know, that's not easy to do. No, and I believe this would be. I don't think this has ever happened before where the same college won the college softball and the baseball world series in the same year. Well, let's hope it doesn't happen. Let's happened. hope it doesn't happen <laughs> this time either because okay. Yeah, I know you don't. But <laughs> and, and, you know, if Ole Miss would win this, uh Mississippi would be doing very well. Mississippi State won the college world series last year and Ole Miss this year. If they if they can go on to nope. win it. Yep. All right. So the MLB standings are following here. Ooh, Yankees, do, we need, do we really need to go through these? <laughs> yeah, we do, because the Cubs are in there somewhere. But we're going to have to wait a while to hear about them. Okay. In the East, in the American League East, the Yankees, I don't like to hear about this either, are 50 oh, and 17. Unbelievable. Um, Toronto. I see, by the way, Jerry, I see your hand, and we'll get to you once we get through everything. Yeah, we'll do the standings first, and then we'll have Jerry, and then we'll do the news and notes. Uh, Toronto, 38 and 29, so I think a 12, 12 game lead. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox are now third, 37 and 31. See, these goofy Joe and Will don't realize that they need to be rooting for Tampa Bay and Toronto and stuff when they play the Yankees. They're, they're not. They're not rooting. No, no, it's not rooting yeah. against the Yankees. You need to root for the Yankees. That's what I'm trying well, to that's say. That's hard to do. I don't care. It's what you have to do. You got to look at the standing. They're not catching the Yankees. Come on, you know you no, want to improve your, your standing in the wild card here. Just for, for a team to catch the Yankees, the Yankees would basically have to lose about three quarters of their games. That's right. how weird that is. Right. That's right. But does Jesus root for Satan? <laughs> I don't know. There, I know there are tribal. They they always play on Judgment Day. I know that on ESPN. Yeah. Okay. Toronto thirty-eight and twenty-nine. Red Sox thirty-seven, thirty-one. Tampa Bay thirty-six, thirty-one. Baltimore thirty and thirty-eight. And again, they're they're the you know that division. Baltimore is the best last place team. I'd say. In the central, we have Minnesota at 30, uh, 38 and 30, Cleveland 34 and 20, uh, 28. Remember, Cleveland <laughs> hardly has played any games. <laughs> now, there are three good series to pay attention to this weekend. We already had one start with Milwaukee and St. Louis playing, and that, that you know, in Milwaukee, St. Louis at Milwaukee. We got Cleveland and Minnesota meeting for the lead in the American League Central, and you got the Mets at Houston. And that's, you know, they're not an interleague. Well, it is an interleague series. Yeah. You think of them in the yeah. same league because they started the same year. But anyway, that's a you know potential postseason matchup. But it's also two good teams, so you know it's good. and and two teams who need a little challenging, especially Houston, uh, Cleveland thirty four twenty eight, the White Sox. 
32 and 33, Detroit 26 and 41, Kansas City 24 and 42. I think it's more Detroit losing than Kansas City winning that's making that close. In the West, we have Houston 41 and 25, and we have the Angels in second at 33 and 37. Yes, that managerial change is just lit a fire on the Angels. And they're 10, 10 games out. So this is what I'm saying. Some of these teams don't have much to play for. Um, Texas 31 and 35, Seattle 29 and 39, Oakland 23 and 45. So looking at what I was talking about in the American League, get the Yankees way ahead, they get Houston way ahead. Okay, you look at these teams that are in this wild card mix. Get Toronto at nine games over. The Red Sox are six games over. Tampa Bay is uh, five games over. And then you've got Minnesota and Cleveland at eight and six games over. And, and, you know, the teams that are, you know, still around and nobody's done. I mean, we don't do that till after the All-Star break. But the White Sox are only one game under. I mean, it's not impossible. As we were saying before the show, the Red Sox and Twins could do a number on the Guardians this week. And the White Sox could be, uh, Guardians may not be in that mix anymore. I'm not just picking on the Guardians. just they've got Mm -hmm. some big games coming up. The Red Sox have a very tough schedule coming up. I'll look at that for next week. And but will that, the, and will the Guardians do anything at the deadline? That's what people are really starting to wonder, though. I think they will. I, will their they ownership. Anything? I trust their ownership too. If they really think they can, they can do something. I, I think they might. I, I just and think remember, they, they, they will. Remember, they brought in a new minority owner that has more money, so that may help them also. Yeah, that's good. And you know, Terry Francona just doing a great job as he always does. As always. So, yeah. In the National League, we have the Mets at 45 and 24. Braves ended up winning 14 in a row. We, we, we uh, That streak ended, but they're at 39 and 29. So that's the, uh, what, five and a half games out. So the Braves are in sight. Philadelphia, 36 and 32. Miami, 29 and 36. Washington, 24 and 46. They lost nine in a row at one point this week, yep. this week and a half. In the Central, we have Milwaukee at uh, this is that series I was talking about, the Cubs, I mean, the Cardinals and the uh, Brewers. Brewers, 39 and 30. Cardinals, 38 and 31. Then we have go down to the also ran Pittsburgh 27 and 39. There's the Cubs 25 and 42 and Cincinnati 23 and 43. And in the West, we have the Dodgers in San Diego still doing it. Dodgers are 40 and 20, 25, San Diego 42 and 27. Giants are hanging in at 37 and 29. So they're still in the mix. And then we have Arizona 32, 37, Colorado 30 and 37. So we'll talk more about the wild cards in detail, but I just thought that American League thing really stood out because there, there's always already such a separation between those teams. So if Jerry wants to talk to us, he well, may. Let's go, to, let's go to Jerry, and then Gina, you're going to be up right after Jerry. So Jerry, if you want to go ahead, and then Gina, you can start to unmute, and we'll be ready for you in a minute. I think I'm unmuted here. You're unmuted. You, yep, you are. You Okay, uh, well, the Pirates, uh, I don't know, this is an interesting two days. Um, there was a kind of a history-making event. Jack Sawinski, who's one of the hottest-hitting Pirates at the moment, he played right field last night. Uh, on Sunday, <clears throat> he had uh, he was uh, okay. He's a rookie. He had uh, he hit three home runs in the game against the Giants, and one of them was a walk-off. And I don't know. Uh, according to Greg Brown, that's never happened, and uh, that was interesting. So that was that was a bit of pirate history. And secondly, turning then you got the, the basket- squir- then you got the squirrels running around, Jerry. Oh yeah, they had a squirrel. Yeah, it reminded me of Monday Night Football. You know, it's oh, yeah. what are what are they going to call him in Pittsburgh, Jerry? The rally squirrel because it was no score, and then all of a sudden they started scoring. Yeah, squirrel ran out on the field. There. Oh my gosh! Uh, excellent uh, play-by-play by Joe Block on the radio doing Good. that. And Pat, 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 Pat Hughes, yeah, Pat Hughes also had a good one, Jerry. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have that on your resume in case uh, Kevin Harlan retires. That's right. Yeah, Kevin, I got 
thinking of Kevin Harlan. And and uh, I kind of have a dumb question uh, that I need to ask about. Oh, basketball. I discovered this by accident. Um, it's a long story, which I won't get into here. But there's going to be a big high school girls basketball tournament in the Fairmount, uh, Maryland, Maryland area. On uh, starts on Friday the twenty fourth, and there's going to be high school teams, girl teams from all over the country in it, and yeah. uh, it's going to be broadcast by WTHU, which is uh, uh, in uh, Fairmont, Maryland. It's one of these Fairmont, Maryland, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania deals. Okay, uh, they kind of so if you guys want to check that out, have your device play that. For some but high school girls question, basketball. Okay, go ahead with your question, Jerry. My dumb question is, and I, I probably should know the answer to this, but I don't. How was it all the other drafts go, like NFL goes two and three days, uh, you know, and, and, well, and basketball ML. teams, Jerry, it's very oh. simple. Basketball teams are smaller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, only and they only have two rounds. They have two rounds. They have two rounds. They used to have more rounds in the NBA draft, and what they decided was, that the players would make more money than being a third, fourth, or fifth rounder. The Players Association and the teams agreed that they do better as just being free agents. There's plenty of free agents. What's going to happen is you'll draft your two players if you have all your draft choices or you don't or whatever. But even if you don't, even if you may not, Celtics may not have any. I don't even know. They haven't even talked about it. But you could then see on like Friday morning uh, or Saturday or Sunday, Celtics have signed so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so to free agent contract, and they'll come in and they'll be in the summer league and all that other stuff. So they'll have a whole training camp of new guys anyway whether they draft anybody or not yeah and not right. many of your four because it used to go to the seventh round and remember they started at noon on tuesday and it would go all day but yeah. the, you don't see many of those fourth. you never saw hardly any of those fourth no. fifth, sixth, seventh rounders right. make the team unlike the nfl well, well let's bring on free, uh let's bring agents, on Gina, i will say one thing well, Gina's coming on. I will say that some of the free agents, you know, do make it. And, of course, they've got the G League now they can go to and, and stuff like that. So the the free agents that come in can be some pretty good hot shots. You know, they're not they're not just because just they weren't drafted doesn't mean sometimes they'll draft a European player so they can get a hold of them. But there might be right. somebody come in out of a, a, a smaller college like a Northern Iowa, shall we say, that and, could be a real good player. And remember, go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, Gina. Okay. Get your scissors out. Get ready to cut. <laughs> um, actually, I have two questions, if I may. Uh -huh. um, Chris, I'm curious about something. Last week, you made a comment, and rightly so, in my opinion. Uh, it sounded like you were saying that Scott Service may be on the way out. Um, what might be? I'm sorry. Scott we said we, we so what we said, uh, Gina, was that it, it, we were what she's referring to, Chris, is when we were talking about managers that could Manager. be on in the hot water. But I don't oh, think oh, it would Scott only. Service, yeah. But okay. I don't think it's only him, Gina. I think you, with this being the seventh year, he and Depoto might both be in hot water. Yeah, I, okay. I I watched some of that Seattle Angels series this weekend, Gina. And my opinion from uh, having to watch the American League West every day because my A's are so bad, um, I have a feeling the entire front office may be in some serious trouble in Seattle. Uh, you could be right. You, you wouldn't be wrong because I know we're are not people in well. Seattle saying, you know, on the papers and the talk shows and stuff, are they saying that too, or is it just us? No, that's why I was, was, okay. no, that's why, you know, if something like that were to happen, I'd get, 
news alerts all over my iPhone, and I have what happens though, like Gina, that. is every market is different, and you know, around here, if you lose, you know, if the if the Red Sox, there'll be some fools if the Red Sox have a bad streak coming up in the schedule thing, and and they're they're behind the eight ball by the All Star break, and they're back down around five hundred, they'll want to fire, uh, you know, Alex Cora, which would be ridiculous because he's a great manager. There's just some markets react react that way. The bigger cities, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, that's how they react. Places like Seattle, they're a lot more patient. So that's maybe why, you know? Well, well and, and, and you take the Cubs, for example. I mean, there, there are some people who are, you know, thinking David Ross is in trouble. I don't know that David Ross has much to do with what the Cubs' no. problems are right now. No. And, you know, in my opinion, and this is my, I'm not really sure I know what I'm talking about opinion, is mm-hmm. that the problem the Mariners have had is that they don't play together. I mean, you you made a comment about Jesus. You could have Jesus himself managing the game, but if the Mariners don't play together, they're not going to win games. That's right. And we won 116 games. That was the one year they really played together. So, 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 well, Gina, are you, seems- so Gina, are you saying bring back Lou Pinella and, and that team and you'd be okay then? Uh-huh. Yeah. They'd be a little old. But the thing well, is that back, the, the teams. Pinella, Dick Williams, somebody like that. Yeah, right. When the teams hit, they always look better. And if you're not hitting, it looks like nobody can do anything because nobody's driving and get a guy gets a double and he stands there at second base for 10 minutes and nobody drives him in. And it always looks worse when you're not hitting. Baseball is really a very individual game compared to the other three. And you really, yes, you do, you do see coordination. You should have it in the outfield. You should have it in, in the middle infield and things like that, and pitchers and catchers. But generally, guys are individuals. But if you don't have enough hot individuals, the whole team looks horrible. Mm, okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so okay. my next question, and this, yep. you probably get your scissors out. Um, this <laughs> is probably off topic, and I'm sorry if it is. Okay. But um, my husband and I have the MLB app on our iPhone. Right. And ever since Saturday, we have not been able to get live audio feeds of the games. Huh. Um, oh. There's some, we can get the games from the night before, but we don't want to listen to, <laughs> you know, we want to listen to it for that you, night. I you, will, Gina, I will, hold on, Chris. Gina, I will yeah. look into that situation and see if I'm having the same issues. And if so, I will address it next week. And I will Are check you, it you have, a, you have an Alexa, Gina? Yes. Do you, have you been getting them on that? Uh, yes, we have. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Hang on, hang on, guys. Bill, go ahead. Uh, we will check that also because those are the kind of things we try to do. So we'll check that for you, Gina. It could be you may have to uninstall the app and put it back in. And and, we've done that. Oh, you've done that? Okay. <laughs> we, okay. We've done everything. What, what happened <laughs> is somehow... A Chromecast button got in there right next to the audio button. And ever since that Chromecast button has been there, we can't get live audio. Oh, okay. So your audio source is not probably working. Well, at least that can be fixed. What we're going to do is we're going to call the MLB customer service tonight when our Mariners game is actually on and see if they can troubleshoot it. Because they told me yesterday that they can't do anything as long as there's no live game on. Well, and Seattle will play at 649 because they're in Oakland, Gina, so that's what time the game and, will be. And, and Bill and I will have a look at it, too, Gina, and if there's anything we can figure out, we'll let you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. You bet. <laughs> All right. We got news and notes, and then uh, at the end, we're going to be going to the NFL, so there'll be a football note that uh, back to college that uh, Sean wants to talk about. So we have Trace uh, Thompson acquired from the Dodgers. Uh, 
by the Dodgers from Detroit. He's an outfielder for cash considerations. He's Clay Thompson's uh, brother and Michael Thompson's son. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. And the, reason, and the reason that the Tigers would make that that kind of a trade is that the Tigers don't need any outfielders. That's one of the areas no. where they're pretty good. And Mookie and, Betts uh, just got hurt, as we'll get to yep. in a minute yeah. here. And Trey Thompson has kind of bounced around the league. He's, he's been with the Dodgers before, and he's been with a few other teams. So, mm-hmm. you know. So Walker Bueller had his surgery. It was a bone spur on his uh, uh, elbow, and he's going to be out 10 to 12 weeks. We had thought maybe 6 to 8, but now it looks like 10 to 12. So uh, let's see. And uh, and as I say, the Braves won 14 in a row. Uh, when, uh, okay, and Luis uh, Garcia of Houston and reliever Phil uh, Mayton through immaculate innings. Mayton. Through immaculate innings. And now those are nine in pitches nine strikes. You strike out all three batters, and and I think you can have a foul ball among the strikes. I don't think it has to be swings and misses or call strike. But they did that, and they were in uh, three, uh, you know, three strikeouts. And then it was Dusty Baker's seventy third birthday, first time ever done twice in one game, and was and done it was also, again. It was also, it was also the same three batters both in. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Nathaniel Lowe, Ezekiel Duran, and Brad Miller. So uh, they'll go down in history. Uh, and it was done in the uh, second and seventh inning. So there you go. Uh, Lorenzo Kane was released by Milwaukee because uh, he was only hitting 179. So we'll see if anybody wants to pick him up. Actually, actually Chris, the, the way they that is, he was designated for assignment. So he could right. he yeah, could be reassigned to the minor leagues if true. he would so choose to, which true. Clint Frazier was DFA'd uh, by the Cubs as well. Uh-huh. And he accepted yeah. his assignment. Okay. okay. Uh, statue, a statue of Sandy Koufax was uh, unveiled at Dodger Stadium on Saturday morning out and around center field. That was supposed to happen a couple of years ago, but did not because of the pandemic. And it's the 50th anniversary of Koufax going in the Hall of Fame. He was the youngest player because he retired so young after the 1966 season. He was only 36 when he got into the Hall of Fame. So yep. that's uh, that's pretty cool. And he and uh, and um, uh, Jackie Robinson are the only two people that have a statue out there in the, the new center field plaza that they have. Maybe they'll put the others. I don't know if they can, but yeah, those I are the two that are there. Put, I think they're going to put other crits. So. so Mookie Betts got a cracked right rib after colliding with uh, Cody Bellinger. And uh, he was put on a 10-day IL, but the notification that um, Will Fleming saw on his phone could set out, out indefinitely. Well, who knows? Cracked ribs are, are tricky. You don't know what's going to happen with that. Right. And, uh, you know, it could be the kind of thing he might be back fairly soon. Anthony Rendon will not. He's going to be have uh, wrist surgery and out for the rest of the year for the Angels. And he and already has Angels. had that surgery. He's already had yeah. that. And uh, Manny Machado, did you find out what happened to him? He was uh, went out, got carried off the field on Sunday, uh, Robert? Sprained ankle, and, you know, uh, they said it's a severe sprain. He's not going to play tonight, and he has not been put on the uh, injured list as of yet. So it's a day-to-day kind of thing, okay. what it sounds like. And the Monday, the pitcher limit was was cut to 13. I guess it had been delayed a couple of times. It was supposed to right. happen before, but it didn't. But then now it is down to 13. So teams had yeah. to make moves to cut on down on pitchers. That is correct. So any other baseball items? Mm, no, I, I don't have no. anything. Nope. All right. So uh, so we're going to go to football. But first, uh, why don't we do the college football note that you had, uh, Sean? Then we'll do the NFL. All right. George Kliakov, Pac-12 commissioner said in an article or in an interview recently that he had talked with the other nine FBS commissioners and they all would be interested in leaving the NCAA for football only, staying for basketball and all other sports. So this would help March Madness and everything else. 
but they're saying for football, it would make sense because we would have our own rules, have our own setup. Uh, they do not have an NCAA Division One championship, but yet they are the governing body in charge of enforcing our rules. And we need to come up with our own committee, maybe a panel, a board of directors involving all the commissioners. And they said all commissioners are interested in this. All 10 are interested. So I've heard that it would be the power five, you know, breaking away. But it sounds like they want to involve these group of five teams in there, you know, so they can, well, probably so they can still play them in some non-conference games and it not count against them. And, you know, that that's probably why they're looking at it. So we'll, we'll see with it. And that's good news. Like I said, for March Madness, because, you know, you have all the upsets and you have everything else, these mid-majors that come on. So it's good news for that. And we'll see and where I it goes. Th- I think, isn't the rule, Sean, even with like with an FCS team, you can play, I think it's one every two or three years and it, it would, yeah. what doesn't hurt you. Yeah, but if they were to leave the NCAA, the FCS schools would still be in the NCAA. So it would be a non-NCAA school playing it. That's why I think they want to bring these group of fives along, keep them even if they are part of the big playoff or if they have their own championship and they're kind of like, you know, div- uh, class A and class B, whatever you call them. So I think that's why they want to have them on so they can play them and still not get penalized, you know, or because what if the NCAA comes along and tells their FCS schools, oh, I know it's a cash grab, but you can't go play those big schools anymore. Who knows if the NCAA would, but it could be preventative medicine. Okay. Well, before we get into our NFL news, Dick, if you want to unmute real quick, we'll get to you and then we'll go to the NFL. Hello. Hey. There he is. Hello, boy. There you are. Bill, are you in Florida? Yes. Oh, good. And does he sound hotter, Dick? Yeah, he does. He's hot here, guys. It's hot here. It's hot here. Yeah, it's hot here. Hey, listen. What's happened to that football league? I haven't heard anything about that recently. Did they, did they get their uniforms repossessed or what happened? <laughs> oh, no. USFL's still playing. They're still playing. Actually, this Saturday is their playoffs. Oh, really? Yeah. Think about it. And Nothing. Birmingham's going to play New Orleans, and Michigan's going to No, I'm sorry. Philadelphia is going to play New Jersey. Okay. And now that'll set up the championship game. What is the name now, of now, their Rick, do you, uh, Rick, do you, wa- do you watch the USFL games? I watch, I watch some, yeah. What is what is the name? Is it the Donald Trump Trophy? What kind of what trophy they give out there? Is there any <laughs> I, don't idea? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh goodness! No, uh, not a thing about the Chicago press at all. Not well, you know, the teams aren't leaving Birmingham, so no. if they can get, if they really stay with these cities, and it'll be interesting to see if Pittsburgh's in Pittsburgh, New Orleans in New Orleans. If they really stay in these cities and they have somewhere to play and they come and play there, then there'll be a little buzz because they people would have maybe seen them on, even if it's your city and you you know you, you, you say, ah, oh, I'll watch it, Pittsburgh, I'll watch it kind of thing. So there might be a little following to start with, but you know they've got to establish themselves in the community if they're gonna if they're gonna do this. They can't do it yeah. this way. Real, real, real yeah, quick, course, now, no. real, real quick, Dick, uh, you. I, I, it sounds like you listen to a lot of Chicago stuff, just like I do. It sounds like the Chicago media and Jed Hoyer have about uh, had enough of one another. Yeah, but he's not going anywhere. Sadly, I, really I th- sadly, I, sadly, I think you're right. You know, I'm really disappointed with the White Sox, though. I mean, I think Larusa is way past prime. Man. I, yeah. I would agree I with thought, that too. I thought, I thought that when he got the job, Dick. I mean, I, I like Tony. Tony's had a Hall of Fame career, but I thought this was. A ridiculous move by the White Sox when they. Yeah, you know what? Then Hawk Harrelson is going to sit there and see. See, I told you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be well, 40 years late. Pre- he doesn't yeah. care. 
one and two count on somebody and he intentionally walked. You tell you that one. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was that was bad. Stupid, that's one of the stupidest <laughs> moves I've seen a manager make. And then the next guy hits a three run home run. You know, it's like yeah. okay. Oh, he really he last thing guys, who's a um you talking about a statue out in center field in Dodger Stadium. Who was the player? Look at that. Uh, Sandy Kovac. Sandy Kovac has one, and so does um, Jackie Robinson. Yep. Jackie, Sandy Kovac. I was a big Dodger fan in the season. I love Dodgers. Because uh-huh. they beat the White Sox in the world, too, and that was good. Because um, <laughs> I'm a North Side guy, and we all had the White Sox. But uh, Kovac is last uh, season, 27-9. and nine. You'll yep. never see a pitcher win 27 games. Oh, no. No. No, no. no way. You're going to be lucky if you see him win 20 games. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it, I don't think we're ever going to see Nick Pavetta's got about. Uh, what does he got, Rick? Seven or eight now. So he's yeah. sneaking up there. He might have a chance. Okay. Very good. It's, All right. Yeah. Chris, one more, yep. one more college football note before you get to the NFL. It's kind of cool uh-huh. for us up here. They announced next year that the Army-Navy game is going to be played in Foxborough. Oh. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. For, 20, for 23? Yeah. For 22? 23. 23. Okay, cool. We've never had that. That's a good yeah. thing. All right. Okay. So we have uh, Deshaun. It was a, as good a day as Deshaun Watson has, yeah. apparently, these days. Because <laughs> yeah. he settled. Now, of course, the he, these lawsuits were dropped. It doesn't mean he doesn't give any money to anybody. And the uh, terms well, of the, the settlement yeah, were Yeah, the terms were not revealed. They're not but, dropped, yeah. No, right. they're, they're, they're gone. They've they're been, not lawsuits they've been anymore. Set, they've the been 20 settled. of the 24 have been settled. Terms apparently are not going to be revealed. But when no, you lose, not. let's say, $20 million, and that's your good day, things aren't real good. You know, yeah. but, so, but with a contract that he has with the Browns, yeah. and he gets what two hundred and thirty <laughs> made. He's okay, right? But you still don't want to. But the thing is, as we said, that really doesn't matter to what the NFL is going to do. The NFL will no. make its own decision based on its vast investigative uh, powers and figure out what's going on, and uh, they will decide whether they want to. And I think it kind the of Browns goes, are I, just hoping to whatever they're going to do, they hurry up and do it. Yeah, right. And and maybe talk to San Francisco and see if they can get Garoppolo and send them Baker Mayfield and yep. try, have both of those guys start. Over that might be the best. That'd be the best thing for the Browns, that's for sure. Yep. But yeah. and Rob and Rob Gronkowski has retired now for the second time, so we'll see if that. But he holds. leads Tom Brady, his friend Tom, two to one in retirements yeah. right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But but his agent said he wouldn't be surprised if during the season Tom gave him a call and and Gronk went back. That's, that's correct. True. That's true. And uh, also another thing to look out for with the commander's off the field situation, there's a committee in Congress been looking into this whole mess, and they've been trying to get Dan Snyder to go and testify. And he's with with all the stuff that we have in this yeah. country, the Congress is worried about the commanders. That that <laughs> yeah, tells you where the politicians mind. Okay. Is. Oh, well, yeah. we need to. Those of us who are older need to remind you the way Congress works. In that we wouldn't have all the games that we have, the home teams games being on, if it wasn't for the Redskins yeah. who. Congress said that since they couldn't see the games because they yeah. all couldn't get tickets, that's why that law was repealed and you couldn't have the blackouts for the games like the NFL always that, did until that, that may be That may be, Chris, but it, but if you know what? Congress needs to wor- worry about bringing my grocery prices down and stuff like that. Then they can yeah. worry about the other stuff. I know. And yeah, and I guess there's some uh, rumor in the in the Bleacher Report that there might be expansion from 32 to 40 teams in the NFL, which I think would be stupid. I don't think we got enough players. I, yeah, for that. I don't think we need to do that. I think no. we have enough NFL teams. I really yeah. well enough alone. <laughs> One of them would be London. But what it does, yeah. what it would do, is keeps the divisions together. You know, you really don't want to break the, the you know the the four AFC West teams have been playing together since they've existed. You know, the uh, there's great rivalries in the NFC East, the AFC East, and stuff. You know, you really don't want to break those up so i think they really need to leave well enough alone if they want to move the chargers to st louis or something like we suggested a long time ago do that but don't expand 
So I think any, any other. Uh, oh, I, got a, I, yeah, I got a couple of small things. Um, okay. The Patriots, the Patriots signed a receiver from New Orleans. Little little Jordan Humphreys. They signed. Wait, was him. there a big one we could have had? Uh, but I mean, I think that's his actual name. <laughs> oh, never really? Referred to it as anything else. It's always Little Jordan Humphreys. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, down there it'd be Lil Jordan Humphreys. Yeah. As well, no, he out. played. He played for Tech. He played for Texas. And okay. little, jo- yeah, it is little, it is little Jordan. It is little Jordan Humphrey, okay. and because I think his father was Big Jordan Humphrey, and instead <laughs> of being junior, it was little. Okay. There is a story behind that. Yeah, oh, there is right. a story. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank you, Craig, for that story. Well, little and John did well in in uh, you know in, uh, Robin Hood, so that might be a good yeah. thing. Go ahead, and, go ahead uh, Rick. The, the starting mm-hmm. strong safety for the Colts, um, Kahari Willis, has left yeah. the Colts to join the ministry. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. good, for, good for him. Yeah. Hey, the Colts need some prayer. <laughs> hey, yes. And, hey, when God calls you, you have to answer, you know? So. Yeah, that's correct. God's God defending those Hail Marys. Yeah, yeah. And when yeah, Bill says cool. send it to Sean, we're going to send it to Sean. Okay. All right. Okay. That's right, folks. If you want to listen to this uh, chaos anytime throughout the week, download the podcast at legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or tell your smart speaker to play uh, Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. We'll be back next week. We'll maybe have a Stanley Cup champion. We'll be have a draft discussion, all kinds of other things going on, and by the way, next week we'll be here, but in two weeks we're taking a break. So uh, see you July next week. Fifth. We will we will not be here July fifth. Yeah. Recording stopped. Week.